the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. For the next two hours, you're stuck with me, and we're talking about car and car repair. I got two young whippersnappers sitting next to me. They're supposed to know it all, but they don't have gray hair yet, so they can't Actually, possibly... Mark, you're not looking that close. We got a lot of gray now. We're not but that young anymore. Then you color it then, because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you using that brown stuff on your hair? No. Oh, okay. That's Eric talking. Who's the older... You, I am. You are? Holy mackerel. I'm the smarter oh. one, though. Oh, you need to get your mic a lot close to your mouth. Okay, talk now. I said I'm still smarter than he is. All right, go ahead one more time. I'm still smarter than Eric is. It's yeah. on three, four. I don't know. You figured it out, not me. Yeah. I don't know, but at least he's talking now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you guys are from Kurtz Auto, I-17 and Bell. Um, t- Jeff, tell us what you do besides watch Eric. You know, I, I encourage him to. Okay. Go get him, Tiger. Is it? Yeah. Sick him? Yeah. Uh, sick him, sick him. So I, I'm the ma- the general manager, so I take care of the primarily the office and kind of oversee stuff. And okay. when Mr. Kurt has a problem, he comes and finds me. And gives it to you? Oh, yeah. It's a handoff. Yeah, on. but then I give it right back. That's part of my job, too. You give it right back? That yeah. works for you, huh? Yeah, well, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I come in, in the vernacular of Mark Salem, when I come and poop on your desk, you got it. That's all there is to it. You got it. You take care of it. That doesn't happen very often. No, no. it doesn't. You know, it's one of those things that uh, um, it, it, this, this week was the anniversary of something that happened 10 years ago. And ask me, how come I know that? It's in my calendar. Uh-huh. So it was a situation where um, this friend of mine, had a problem with one of his, per- of, uh, and it had to do with honesty problem, with one of his texts. And uh, he fretted over it for like a month. Didn't know what to do and was talking to everybody. And, of course, you ask 10 guys and you get 10 different opinions and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So I said to him, the thing you have to worry about is getting it worse, it getting worse, or really big or really ugly. Oh, I got it, I got it. it no, he didn't have it. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, he didn't have it. So I, Equal Opportunity Employment Office was involved. Um, you know, just all kinds of people oh, wow. that really didn't need to be involved. Yeah. And at the end of the day, um, I wasn't there, but I think with the little window I had, probably should just let him go. Would have been better and deeper sure. and quicker yeah. and faster than, than. And if I'm not mistaken, his mother was involved. Oh. And, uh, you know, on and on and on. So just, but anyway, is that kind of problems you have with Eric? <laughs> it, it's no. either a yes or a no. <laughs> no, it, it's more like his mother-in-law is involved all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. I get that. You, you know, uh, uh, when when you guys have a problem, does everybody get together, or does the one guy flounder for a while before he gets help? It depends upon the extent of the problem. Okay. If the Tekkens, you know, hasn't a problem, yeah. we let him flounder because it's better for him to learn a little bit. Okay. 
But right. if it's a if it's a you know shop problem, yeah, we all put our heads together. Yeah. Okay. So. <clears throat> Uh, oh, I, I probably ought to do business first. This yeah. portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Auto Dynamics, which is Sun City's largest and most trusted source for complete automotive service. Family owned and operated since 1982. Chuck Nyday opened it in 1982, and I've known Chuck since 1978. He's a good guy. They know how to provide quality service. They stand behind the work they do. They're good at what they do. They have staff and mechanics that are not paid on a commission or a percentage of a repair bill, so therefore they can ensure that techs won't sell you unnecessary parts or repairs. So if you're in Sun City, may I suggest Automotive Dynamics, Grand Ave- it's north, north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. 602-508-0960 if you'd like to join us, 602-508-0960. A Ford truck comes in. Now, that's the first key. I'm just going to let you know. Okay? <laughs> first first key. And, oh, i, I got to tell you something else before I tell you about the Ford truck. Renee and I were on last week, and I always stumble over your names. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and Renee says to me, the best two friends you have are named Eric and Jeff. And they're both retired policemen. Uh-huh. And I saw them not so long ago. We're all having dinner next Friday. Eric Dermer and Jeff Trapp. Those two guys. Wow. And she says, you can't remember those two. I says, I sure can now. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. yeah. So it's a Ford pickup truck. And you start it up, you drive it, everything's fine. Um, you get to where you're going, you turn it off, and the motor won't turn off until you open up the driver's door. Huh. Ever seen that before? Anything I, like that before? I can't think of that, but somehow the accessory power relay was feeding back ignition power somewhere. Why would it? Why opening the door? Because that's the BCM's command to shut the accessory power relay down. Okay, opening the door. Yeah. Well, the body control module is running the motor. No, what I'm saying is, okay. is the body control, the relay that runs all the body stuff, can have backfed power somewhere. Meaning there oh. was probably a short between the the accessory power and the ignition power. And now help you, and I. The, the answer is really tough, but it's it's clearly a oh, and he had just bought the truck and had the aftermarket uh, alarm taken out. That presents uh-huh. a whole uh-huh. new problem, <laughs> doesn't it? Yes. We figured out that we needed a ground, but we needed that ground to come and go away. Yeah. Okay. So it, it was once you turn the key off, the ground's gone, and then when you do that, it dies. Yeah. So we put a light bulb in that circuit just enough resistance to make it see that. Yes. So it was fixed. So it came back a week later, same problem. The light bulb burned out. It did. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're looking at amp draw and, and kilowatts and all this on all these batteries. So you put a light, uh, a, a heavier bulb inside there. It's like a headlight in nighttime. You know, you're lighting up his feet and everything yeah, uh-huh. else. So we just painted the bulb black. There you go. And we don't, nobody cares. No. Nobody cares. We still don't know where it was at, but it seemed to me the easiest thing to do was just go around it. Redesign the system. We had to. Yeah. Or we could have spent a whole lot more of his money tracking down the stuff to the passenger side. Okay, second question is, have you ever had a situation where an airbag got away from you at work? No. Ever popped one in the service space? Well, we've done it on purpose once or twice just to watch them pop, but never... Well, here's what you do if you're going to watch them pop. You put it in a trash can. 
And you have one of your junior techs sit on the lid. <laughs> <laughs> and then you blow the airbag. Yeah. And he'll be on the moon within no time at all. So you just popped it. But what did you do when you popped the airbag? What did it do? Did it just pop and that was it? Well, the one we popped, last one we popped was attached to a steering wheel. Mm-hmm. So we laid it face down, run a pretty good length of wires out to it, and touched it to a 12-volt battery. And it must have blown 15 foot or something. Quite a ways in the air. <laughs> I'm thinking of all kinds of problems with that plan. Hey, you know, we all live through it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you didn't have any idea what was going to happen. That thing could have gone off at a 45 degrees and gone through the office, through the roof, and everything else. We're thinking about doing the same thing for a, a legal case I have. Uh-huh. The issue is, is this elderly lady, here, here's the kicker. The shop works on, they have to pull the steering column to get into the, it's a Chrysler, to get into the uh, distribution box center of the dash. Yeah. Side to side. Yep. Steering column and everything. So he puts it all back together, and it happens to be a rental car, and they are working for the rental car company. But Mm -hmm. then this lady gets the rental car within an hour after he's done. She's an older lady. So she goes to the store, and, and for whatever reason, she backs into a spot. So when she comes back out, she puts all of her groceries away. She turns the steering wheel hard right. And blows the airbag. Now, there's no damage to the other side of the car. It clearly hasn't been in a wreck. It clearly hasn't been... She didn't even hit a parking block. And there's no data in the airbag control module. There's no... Mm-hmm. In the black box. Any idea? Mm-hmm. He spun the steering column when it was off, and somehow when it spun it, it connected the powers to that airbag. Okay. Now, there's there's two squibs. Yep. Yeah. And so it's got two stage bags. Yep. So power and ground for first. But it comes from the ACM. Yeah. It comes from the ACM. So we have to somehow um, tie tie those two together, or we got to have a positive and a negative to tie them to, well, to you, get one. You've got steering wheel control, so you've always got signal. you got other resi- Power voltages. to horn and all kind of I stuff. I know, but you can't blow the bag by just grounding one of the squib wires or powering up the other. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. because those both come from the ACM. Yes. Yeah. So he had. You're right. He wadded up the clock spring. Is that a good yes. visual description? Because he lost control of the steering wheel. Yeah. And so the clock spring has eight wires in it, and mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of power there, and there's some grounds there because, like you say, all your cruise control stuff and everything. What else would be on the steering? Your wheel? steering wheel control, your radio controls, yep. uh, cruise control. Uh, if it's got voice command, you know the. Uh huh. The. Uh, blue Bluetooth or well, yeah, all that okay. stuff. Yeah. So, so we had to look at this, and then we're we're gonna set off an airbag, but we've had lots of meetings about this, and we can't afford to have the projectile <laughs> in the next zip code. Mark, come see me. I can help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already know your help. <laughs> so we're gonna lay the airbag um, face up, and we're gonna put four pallets, each corner of the pallet on the airbag. Got me. Mm-hmm. Got it. Then we're going to take really long ropes and tie to the pallet and put a tire on the other end of the rope. So if the thing goes up and we lose sight of it, it's going to have to drag four tires with it. Well, Mark, if you put the the steel portion down, uh-huh. right? So your bag's up, uh-huh. and you just contain it. Uh-huh. Your force mostly is just put popping the bag out. It's not going to shoot it. Okay. We put it upside down purposely and to shoot it in the air. I, I understand, but I have to duplicate this lady getting hit in the face and in the shoulders. Uh-huh. I'm not trying to put the pallets 
into the Never mm-hmm. Never Land, <laughs> I'm just the pallets. They're going because we got the corner on there. Yeah. it's going to blow the pallets backwards in yeah. a real big way. Yeah, and then however far they land will be a great picture. Yeah, so that's the whole purpose of that. Yeah, but then the the better part was is during the conversation during depositions and stuff, um, they were many of the people they were complaining that there's no way she can be hurt this bad. Okay, it's a two mile an hour airbag pop. And that's kind of a crazy idea because the airbag pop at two miles an hour is the same as an airbag pop at 70 miles an hour. Yeah, but what's her relationship to the steering wheel and all that other well, stuff? No one knows. No yeah. one knows. Um, and but, if she's pulling out, here's the thing. If she yeah. backed in, uh-huh. she's pulling out. What's your tendency? Uh, so you can see around the car. So you're a human factors guy now, huh? No, I'm just telling no, you. No, 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 no. That's human factor. Those yeah. engineers, and they're not guys that drive trains either. They're engineers. Yeah. They'll do all of that. Yeah. But the issue is, all right, here's the rest of the story. The technician in the deposition, they ask him, you know, did, did you know what happened? And he goes, no, I really don't. And I did everything by the book and all that kind of stuff. And they said, well, you know, when a, when a person gets hit with an airbag, what do you point to the clock for? Well, it's because we got like 15 seconds. That doesn't mean anything to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that clock doesn't mean anything to me, right, Gil? <laughs> so th- there's only two times to mean anything. The 30 yeah. mark and then the 57, whatever it is, 58.50. Okay. So he says, oh, and they said something about airbag deployment. Oh, he says, that, that airbag can kill people, which was the wrong thing to say uh-huh. from yeah. this side of the, of the, of the, of the discussion. So those are the kinds of great things that we run across where we have we have the same people on the same side talking different stories. But the issue is, is, she, is the airbag pop. She's an elderly lady. I already told you that. Mm-hmm. She wasn't going fast. Everybody agrees that this, isn't a, this is an inadvertent airbag deployment because he lost control of the steering wheel. He set the column. I'm for the people. You set the column on the, on the workbench and you hang the steering wheel over the side. One of the junior techs that doesn't know nothing from nothing Come walks on. by and just spins the wheel. Yeah. And that just wads up. Now, when you take a steering wheel off the car, how do you put the... the uh, the uh, clock spring back into the neutral position. Yeah. How do you? Well, that's if you got to remove the string wheel and everything. Okay. We, we always lock the column before you yeah, take we, it out. Okay. We All lock right. the column, and then you got to pop your bag, and then... If it comes apart, throw it away just to get a new one. <laughs> All right. The, the, in, in this Chrysler, you can actually do it with the, uh, with the uh, scanner. Yeah, because the they're going to have the steering wheel and it's control be a module. Steering angle. Yeah, it's got a steering angle, and steering angle's fundamental use is what? Attraction control. Okay, and that's a small part of it. Yeah. A much bigger part of it has to do with the black box data. Yeah. You know, you're heading towards a hazard, and you didn't see the hazard, or they pulled out in front of you, but yet, you know, two and a half seconds before you hit the car, you turn all the way to the right. Well, that doesn't make sense. You're turning to the right to avoid the hazard, and you said he pulled out in front of you, and you didn't have a choice. Well, two and a half seconds at 60 miles an hour is 90 feet a second times two and a half. That's that's a lot of feet away. Yeah. yeah. So when we come back, we're going to talk about cell phones oh. in your car and stuff like Uh-oh. that. We're in and trouble. You, you guys know a lot about that. <laughs> 602-508-0960. We'll be back right after this. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, 
one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. We're here at creditrepair.com, the most recognized name in the industry when it comes to resolving credit report issues and getting that credit score up. With me, I got Aaron. Aaron, what happens when people call creditrepair.com? A lot. Just one call gets any listener a free credit score, free credit report, and a free personalized credit evaluation right over the phone. In just a few minutes, you'll know exactly what's hurting your credit and get a personalized game plan to help restore it. And that can make a huge difference when it comes to getting those things that we want, like a new car, a new house or even a brand new job. Absolutely. Your credit score is one of the first things lenders look at and our proven process can help remove those unfair or inaccurate items like late payments and collections from your credit report. In fact, on average, people who have used our service have seen significant improvement in their credit scores month after month. What are you waiting for? Call creditrepair.com today. Call 800-851-5318. That's 800-851-5318. 800-851-5318. Well, welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Folks, if you really want to see something funny, get on the Internet and look for airbag deployments. There is all kinds of stupid ways to pop an airbag and what happens to humans when you... Put him in it. Said, "Put one in the trash can." And then he sits on the trash can and eats his lunch, and then you blow the airbag. Sometimes they land a block away, you know. But just stupid, silly stuff that they've used that airbag for. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing has been around since nineteen seventy. Both Brian and Thelma have family background, maybe that goes back twenty or thirty years in the auto repair industry. But Thompson's is good at light truck repair, maintenance services, and all kinds of other automotive diagnosis and repairs. Their technicians are there, and they have the highest level of automotive service because of ASE certification. And then they do friendly reminders to let you know when your vehicle may be due for service. So Thompson's Auto Repair is on Main Street, just east of Stapley. He's the only shop in Mesa that I can recommend, not because he's the only shop that's good. It's the only shop that has applied for our list and passed all the uh, tests. Jim, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Thanks for the show. Never missed it. Thank you. Got a two thousand. Uh, sorry, got a two thousand ten Dodge Ram. Had a recall on that shifter lock interlock. Uh huh. And so I took it to the dealership and took them a day, but they said they got it done. Okay. Took it out of the shop and uh, was parked. Or I had the car in park and it was running, and I went to move and I couldn't get the car out of park. Okay, you've done uh, that uh, about six times. Go ahead. Okay, so that's not anything you had before that. No. Okay, you got an idea? Um, you do you park? To... Is that on a flat road or is that down an incline? It, it doesn't seem to make a whole lot of difference. Okay. Okay. Well, I say that they gave you this problem. Yeah. So you have to go back and give yeah. it back to them. Let them take care of it. Yeah. I, I okay. think there's I, some I synchronization, right? I'm talking to Eric and Jeff. There's some synchronization oh, okay. with the parking lot. 
right? We're yeah. going to have to we're going to have to activate it with the brake. Yeah. Right. So if through that repair and they we have a bad brake switch connection to wherever that yeah, circuit yeah, goes. Yeah, they did the interlock, so they either didn't get it lubed right or so they got one that's got a weak coil or something like that. Right. So you, you just go back and in a nice way you say, "Can now let me ask you a question, Jim? Can you duplicate it?" Sure. Well, okay. you know, it's almost always I can do that. You just okay. turn the car off and it, it does it. But right. I took it back and they went through the brake light switch. They said that's probably what it was. Because there was, after that, a light came on, too, and on the dash, it was the traction control, I think, the car with the little squiggly lines behind it. Yeah. yeah. That was intermittent. But whenever that light came on, then that damn thing would stick in park. I'm sorry. thing would stick in mm-hmm. park. So they put a new brake light switch in, said that was not related to the problem, but they thought that would fix the problem. Well, it didn't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well we're not going to They were nice able- about it. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, maybe it, there's, it's time for a fresh pair of eyes. So ask the service manager if he can put one of his gray-haired guys on that. But I would think if the change was done when we did the interlock, that that's the first place I'd go back to. Yeah. Now it, it's true yeah. that the brake light switch could have a lot to do with this. But again, he didn't brake lights. He didn't have brake light problem before, or at least he didn't know it. And most of the time, when you don't have any brake lights, somebody will tell you. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I, I mean, this unfortunately, you just you just have to go back. You either go back and talk to the service writer, call first and ask for an appointment with them, and just say it's about a continuation of a repair. Of, And I can tell you this much, the shop that did mine did it the first time. So, yeah, yeah I, I, my, mine's been in for recalls two or three times already, my Dodge. But um, yeah. it's also got 100,000 miles on it. And it's never been to your shop or it would have been in there <laughs> in the shop a lot more. But you don't have a choice. So go back to the service writer of, of the dealership that gave you the problem. Or if you want a fresh pair of eyes, just go to another dealership, and I would write it out. I would say, on this date at this time, this is what I did, and this is what happened, and then I took it back, and this is what they did, and this is what happened. Unfortunately, it's still doing it. And if you can demonstrate it, maybe the service writer will call forward the technician so you can demonstrate it to him. Or part of your paperwork is tell us exactly how to how to do it. Yeah. And, and it's not – and one other thing, you know, think about this. Jim – is five ten, and mm-hmm. the guy that worked on his car is six foot four. Sure, yeah. So he moves the seat back, and maybe Jim isn't burying the, sh- the brake pedal as deep as he used to. Yeah, I-, I don't know. But Jim, try that too, and have somebody stand out behind you and just bring the brake light or bring the brake pedal down slowly with the key on. Well, he doesn't need the key. Mm-hmm. Just bring it down slowly and try to determine where the brake light comes on. So is it after one inch of application or two inches of application or something like that? Yeah, Jim closes his door nice and soft. The technician gets in and slams the door in the pen jar. You just never know. There's all kind of options. And actually, this is what I always say is no one knows what it is till we fix it. Yeah. And then everybody yeah. knows who it is. But it doesn't do us any good to sit and like we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're not going to be able to tell him what's the matter. But they got um, 50 years of experience, 60 with mine and 7 with Jeff and, and uh, <laughs> two and a half with Eric. I'm teasing you guys. Anyway, Jim, that's that's all we have to offer is, is you just got to go back. And somebody has to go back in there and find out what's going on. And the question is, is why when we're applying the brake, is aren't we unlo- why aren't we unlocking the shifter? Right? Yeah. Okay. Jim, I'm sorry. Thank you very much, though. Thank you. You know, it's been a slew of cars for us that have been difficult. Just crazy cars. 
cars that you honk the horn and you know the trunk opens and stuff like that <laughs> it's just those kinds of things that have just been dragging us into the, the doldrums we that ford truck yeah i mean we spent a lot we there was no way you could build the time that we had in that thing no you can't but do you have anything that's eaten your lunch in the last uh, two weeks eric talk about that echo we had yeah well the problem is is we got about two Go. but anyway. Um, the Echo, it come in for a rich code, um, a 172, mm-hmm. and went through the whole system, mass airflow reading, normal. Why didn't you just replace the O2 sensor like the three-whiskered kid at AutoZone wants to do? Because 90% of the time, it's never that. <laughs> so 90% of the O2 codes you see, it's not an O2 sensor. Yeah. I said 92, 95. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so um, come in. I mean, it's got all normal. The fuel trims are negative, you know, because it thinks it's running rich. And it is running rich. I mean, you can smell it and everything else. Um, Mass airflow reading normal, which is load sensor. Throttle positions are normal. Normal vacuum. Normal, you know, everything outside the system. Normal fuel pressure. All that stuff. Normal acceleration. It doesn't fall on its face. It's not underpowered. Well, the other thing, it was running so rich, it actually wasn't running very good. Okay. Um, Okay. But so all the sensors that control load, control fuel delivery, delivery sorry, okay. those are all normal. Okay. You're down to, you're getting just too much fuel in the engine. Okay. And it was a hundred and... 300,000 miles. Yeah, 300, that's right. It was high. Okay. So let's go through the injectors. But the problem being is, is the customer says, I'll do them myself. Okay. The customer puts in four injectors. Puts in four injectors. Okay. Says it runs great for a few days. Okay. And then it acts up again. Okay. Well, now we're stuck with trying to figure out, did he do something wrong? Did we do something wrong? That's, that's, the, that's the tough part. <laughs> that's the tough part. So you're forced to do an, a rediagnosis for free. It's, well, we, this is Jeff's part. Yeah. I, I said, look, we'll diagnose for free if it's the same problem. It's good. If you install a problem... You got to pay if you installed one of the injectors wrong, or if you got a bad injector. You, you have to pay for the diagnosis. But if we can fix it because it's our fault or we missed it, then we'll take it's care a of it. Manufactured vacuum leak or something. All right. So at the end of the story, in about nine seconds, actually three and a half minutes. But when we come back, we'll talk about what you heroes did to fix that car. If you fix that car. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
Stop wondering how much replacement windows and doors will cost you. Call DreamStyle featuring Pella to schedule your free consultation, and we guarantee to provide you with an exact price quote valid for one year by tomorrow. This month only, buy one Pella window or door and get one 40% off. With 12 months no money down, no payments, and no interest. Pella Windows Duracast material is the strongest, most durable material available for windows and doors. Visit DreamStyleWindows.com to schedule your free consultation. That's DreamStyleWindows.com. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement. A plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. Music is a bridge between the material and the spiritual. My name is Harvey Lauer, and I'm 82. As a blind person, you have to be aware that nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. You really have to try things. My folks got me a little radio in 1940, and that was the best Christmas present I ever got. When I was 11 years old is when I started to... uh, play music, play the piano, and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound-chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. All about that demon, well, welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock. Eric and Jeff from Kurtz Auto, I-17 and Bell are sitting here next to me. And so we're talking about cars that really ate our lunch at one time or another or difficult ones to diagnose. Or um, ones that we, if you want to raise your hand, ones we, we missed on, okay? <laughs> sure. <laughs> because we've those, yeah. we, we've, we've done that as well. When we talk about cars that are really well, Blackwell's got that northeast portion of the city uh, pretty well handled. He's at I-17 and Green Greenway. No, he isn't. He's at 40th Street and Greenway. <laughs> I probably should keep my eyes on my paper so that I remember that. But Tom's been around as long as I have. I think he built his building in the mid-19s, 19... What would that be? 74? 1970s, I should say. Today my head is mush. I must have hit it on the way to work today. Anyway, Blackwell Automotive is good. And he handles old hot rods. So if you have an old hot rod and you're thinking about 
adding something to it or putting fuel injection on it and stuff like that, Blackwell, you might have to wait a while because his, his, he's backlogged quite a bit. But Tom's a pretty good guy for that. 40th Street and Greenway, Tom Blackwell. All righty. So we are back to the... Um, Toyota. Toyota. Yeah. Okay. So basically, we you know Jeff went through his thing with him, and he says, well, I'll... I'll see if I can have somebody look at it, you know, friend and son. I don't remember okay. exactly. And uh, then they called us back a few days later and said, we found a plugged PCV line. After we changed that, everything seems to be great. The problem is that makes no sense to me. Because a PCV line is only there to create a little bit of vacuum in your crankcase to suck out the vapor so you don't, you know, wash down your cylinder walls and it creates you know longer engine lives and things like that we're going to evacuate the engine plus we're going to get a little bit of hydrocarbons left yeah. so we're going to have a little extra fuel but it's kind of like sucking on the engine and removing some of the yuck and burning it out the tailpipe again. yeah and the thing is is that wouldn't cause a rich code because if you got a plug system you're not sucking that system okay th- those vapors in right and that's what he said he had it completely plugged you know line so I believe all that air is metered by the mass airflow sensor, correct? Yeah, and and the you know the breather for that system is monitored by the mass airflow, and so it it doesn't make any sense. But that's what he said he fixed it with. Okay, how long ago did this happen? Oh man, I must. I, I think he called back a week or so okay. ago. And this was all predicated by a, a check engine light that was coming on and stuff correct. like that. Yeah. Okay. The crazy thing is, he said it ran good for a few days after we fixed the injectors. Right. Then it started running bad again. So. Okay. Obviously, the injectors did something. It really okay. wasn't a guess. And this is an uh, this is an oxygen sensor code that's screaming rich. I got too, mu- too, I much, got fuel too much fuel in the exhaust. Yeah. Too much fuel in the exhaust. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking from an arbitration point of view because I, I arbitrate these cases. You guys diagnosed it as injectors. He replaced the injectors. Then um, it was a couple of days, and then it started running poorly again. Correct. Was it running poorly when it came in with the bad injectors? Yeah. Yes, okay. it was. Yeah. Okay. So then he takes it down and puts a PCV valve in it because somebody on YouTube told him to do it. And he says, he calls you and he says, it's, it's, you missed it. Correct. Right? I think I'd sit back for a week or 10 days to see if he comes back in because the worst case scenario is, is check engine light comes back on again. And if it comes back on again, then we're still no closer to the repair than we were. And certainly you can go to an auto parts store and buy everything for the car. Chances of you finding it are probably slim and none. Yeah. So they, it's, it's, I think the tendency sometimes is to jump the gun, but we all know that the check engine light and the monitors, the check engine light could take, depending on what's wrong with it, it could take a day or a week to come back on. Yeah. It has to see that, a particular scenario numerous times. Uh-huh. So, and everybody has those. Everybody sure. has those. What'd you offer them? Jeff? Nothing. Okay. Nothing yet. I said, let us let me chew on it. Let's see what happens. I mean, it's got to make sense because it didn't make sense to me. Okay. I mean, I wonder what else he bumped while he's in there working. Well, a- another thing is if you bring it back in there, you can see if the injector symptoms are still there. Yeah. And in, in running rich. So you could probably enhance the intake by popping the PCV valve line all the way off, take the PCV and meter some of the air. I don't know if that would call, that would lean out our rich condition by adding more air. Yeah, that would that would yeah. If you pulled the PCV, because that's a you're removing a metered source okay. and you make it unmetered, so it it add extra air to the system. Now I'm talking about pulling the PCV valve off the hose and creating a vacuum leak and then metering it with your thumb. 
Yeah, you could do that. Okay, purposely make it run lean. Lean, yes. And see if the rich if the rich side of it was gone. Yeah. That's probably the toughest one because a lot of times you'll fix a car with an O2 sensor and you, you have to preface it with, it's going to take a while for the check engine light to go off. So we've reset it, but that doesn't mean it won't come back on. But let's just give it a week or 10 days or something like that, depending on how far you drive it. Yeah. So if I'm going to Tucson or not, it should be it should go out in a couple of days, but it just depends. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you'd like to join us, you certainly can. Jeff and Eric are here from... Um, 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 Kurtz Auto I-17 in Bell. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Jeff is the service manager. He, he he keeps control of the shop and the front counter and the service riders. And the only thing he doesn't keep control of is, is Kurt, who owns or the me. place. Or Jeff. Or Eric, I should say. Uh-huh. And then you got Eric running roughshod in the shop. He's like that little guy in the cartoons that just walks around and causes trouble. The shop chihuahua. Just yeah. all yeah. Is that what it is? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I haven't heard that one before. The shop chihuahua. Ooh, I'll have to use that. I'm not going to use it on one of the technicians that has a propensity for violence. No, I'm not, <laughs> not going to do that. We'll be back in a minute. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Business owners, the strongest selling proposition is to get your customer into your store in front of your product. Now you can do that digitally everywhere with Salem Surround, digital marketing that puts your products and services on people's computers, tablets, and mobile phones everywhere. There are no limitations on where you can reach customers. Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundphoenix.com, surroundphoenix.com. Connecting you with new customers. Are you the type who's got little time for talk but still wants to be plugged in? Wants the nickel tour by someone in the know? Wants the bottom line at the top of the page and at the top of the hour? I'm Terry Gilberg. Each day I write and deliver Terry's take on the topics, a digestible version of the issues of the day, every morning at 7.04 a.m., every evening at 6.04 p.m. My content is rich, researched, and reasoned. Get a fresh take every day on air, past takes every day online. 7.04 a.m., 6.04 p.m., and over 300 takes at 960 The Patriot. Terry's Take is sponsored by Modern Round, Upscale Lounge, and Eatery. 
I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We team. deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Looking for a radio station that cares about real news and not afraid to go beyond the headlines? There's only one station for you, 960 The Patriot and 960thepatriot.com. Two and four. There you go. I can see the slides. It just doesn't. <laughs> I, I've got so much on my mind. Anyway. 602-508-0960 if you, have car, if you have a car question or a car problem, and uh, we we can probably get close. Yeah. Un, unless the obvious, unless it's so obvious that, <laughs> that, you know, my car runs really bad and I lift up the hood, all I can hear is, sounds like a vacuum. You better go find that vacuum. Yeah. So let's go with Patrick right now. Patrick, thank you for calling. How can I help you? Hey, good morning, fellas. Good morning. I have a 99 Land Cruiser uh, that has 300,000 miles on it. It's been a fabulous car for me. Uh, I've never really had anything other than ordinary replacement repairs uh, over the life of the car. The engine's strong. I've been running mobile water since the day I got it. Uh, I used to drive I used to drive Porsches, and I took uh, equally good care of this car as I did that. But now uh, something happened here a couple of weeks ago that was really quite uh, disturbing to me. I was in traffic, luckily stopped, and uh, I uh, went to accelerate, and the ABS light came on, and my brakes didn't work. Luckily, I was stopped when that happened. <clears throat> brakes just, I mean, hardly worked at all, and I've been told that the ABS system failed, and that it will cost $2,200 to fix it. you guys have any experience with things like that? No, no before <laughs> we even guess, we hear that all the time. Okay, yeah. uh, this is a, a derivative of YouTube. We're un- incapable of diagnosing it over the phone. We're sure. incapable of talking about this on the computer. And if someone asks you what's the worst case scenario, we could certainly jump to that ABS module conclusion. Yeah, well, 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 yeah, well I had a, a, a good mechanic uh, uh, take a look at it, and uh, he, he that's where I came up with the uh, conclusion. It actually happened with two mechanics. And, okay. Uh, well, why well, didn't they I'm just a, fix it? I, I'm sorry. Why didn't they? Why didn't you have them fix it? I'm not sure. I want to keep the car. And the, okay. the thing I was going to thing I was going to ask you is, if I want to sell this car, what would be the best way for me to do it? Uh, market it in your experience. Well, if you, if you've got an intermittent no brake situation where your brake pedal is going to the floor, I hear you saying. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't want to be any part of that sale. No, definitely no. don't. Don't sit anybody test drive. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I just be, I'm, I'm not looking to deceive anybody. I lay it all out, but I just don't know what might be the best thing to do. I, is there anything like a, uh, 
Land Cruiser Club around where people might want to buy it to because the body's in about a 9.75 condition. It's in great shape exteriorly, okay. as is the interior. Patrick, you you can do anything you want, um, but fixing your car by popular vote has never worked. There's there is easy a hundred years sitting in this table. And every day, every week, at least four times a month, somebody comes in and you open up the hood and it's got all new plugs and all new plug wires and new EGR valve and all that kind of stuff, and it hasn't fixed. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of things. Can you think of anything? Anybody can think Um, of anything that would cause this? Pardon me. One of the things I've really thought about, because this car has been just a champion for me, I've really thought about doing a restoration on it. And uh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's just I'm just throwing that out. I'm, I don't okay. Expect All right. Well, we can't stuff. comment on that, Patrick, because you know. No. But but the three hundred thousand miles without you doing a whole lot kind of surprises us because three hundred thousand miles basically is twelve times around the equator, and and yeah. and I would assume we're going to have some problems, you know, in that mm-hmm. period of time. Uh, it, it, you know, when. when is there any relationship between the brake work and this brake problem? Like pads, shoes, anything like that? No, no, no. Okay, no. how about mud? How about off-road use? How about dust? Um, how about driving over brush or anything like that? I haven't done that in a long time. I used to be a land developer in New Mexico, and I uh, did a lot of that at that time, but uh, okay. I haven't uh, used it since then, yeah. Okay, well, here's, here, here's what I'm going to tell you, and I don't mean to be disrespectful. If these two yeah. great mechanics are really great mechanics, they'd be working for me for fifty to a hundred thousand dollars a year, and they certainly we uh-huh. wouldn't be diagnosing cars out of their house or their garage. Or they would work for me. I mean, it's a career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. master techs with yeah. lots of experience get paid fifty to a hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, Eric, yeah, well, tell how are... much you make? No, yeah, he doesn't guys... want to. Uh, how about how about you, Jeff? Oh. Are you between? I, you know what? My wife gives me twenty bucks a week, room and board. I've worked cheap. Okay. The, <laughs> the idea okay. Is, is this could be something very simple, but we're surprised about the brake pedal. Your brakes going away. That's something that is concerning us because an ABS light by itself, without the pedal going away, pff, how hard can that be? Um, yeah. But we're you know the, the rest of it has a lot to do with it. So yeah. we don't yeah. we we're not going to be able to diagnose. Why don't you just go get a valid diagnosis? Yeah. And I would imagine that you'd spend between a hundred yeah. and two hundred dollars on the worst case scenario. Uh huh. Yeah. Go. If my opinion is, okay. if it's okay. if it really yeah, is only twenty two hundred dollars yeah. and it's a really valuable, perfect condition truck, fix it. It's if it's that nice, it's yeah. worth fixing. Well, and twenty two hundred dollars well, divided by two hundred dollars a month is ten months return. It's not so, a big, it's yeah. a no brainer, do it. So, Patrick, I well, we, know, we, yeah, one of the mechanics that I went to is a pretty highly recognized Lexus and uh, Toyota mechanic, and uh, so uh, uh, the other one was secondary. After the okay. brakes failed, I had it towed to a garage, and they told me the same problem, but. I know, but uh, I got okay. guys that work for me that have got a lot of years of experience and make a lot of money, and I wouldn't take the Chevrolet guy and put him on a Land Cruiser, <laughs> and um, I wouldn't take uh, you know my my quick lube guy and put him on an electric car. Yeah. So there's there's a certain amount of of uh, of expertise necessary. We all have technicians from a variety. Uh, we have an import guy. 
I mean, he's really good at imports. Give him a Ford, give him a Chevy or a Chrysler, he struggles because it's altogether different fuel, different. So it's just different delivery of fuel, different stuff like that. So it's a, Patrick, I'm sorry, that's the best we can do, but we do agree that you're talking about 10 to two, or 100 to $200, worst case scenario, to have somebody go in there with some gauges, look at the serial stream data and stuff like that that uh, may, they may or may not have done. And we got another caller. Ed Gill? That would be Al. Al, good morning to you. How can we help you? Hi, good morning, guys. I'm good for keeping the car show going. Oh, thank um, you. I got a two, uh, 2014 F-150 um, with the 5.0. And uh, the question I'm going to ask is, what more should I do from what I already did? I had a, um, I went to go start it one day uh, last week, and it started, it was like as if it was out of fuel. So I, I checked the, the fuel pump relay, and it checked good. So I put it back in and it started Later that same day, I had the same problem, so I popped that relay again, and, and it, that didn't do it. And then I, I looked at, I pulled the uh, fuel pump relay power fuse. Mm-hmm. It wasn't blown, but it was melted around the pl- plastic was melted around it. Okay, I, put, <laughs> I didn't have another one, so I popped it back in, and then it started. So what I did was clean out all the contacts, and then put them back in. I did change that fuse, but am I going to have is there any more that I can do? Okay, wait a minute. I get to talk first because I got control of the sound. Okay. First of all, when somebody has a Ford and they want to check the fuel pump relay, I tell them to swap it with the air conditioning relay right next door. Yeah. Okay? Take out A and put it in B and take out B and put it in A if it's a I relay. Did. I, okay. I did, and then I bought a new one. Okay. Well. Yeah. All right. Eric, go ahead and tell him what's matter. Okay. Or Jeff, yeah. tell him what's matter with it. Ford has a relocate kit. This is a pattern failure. They burn these fuses all the time. They're overloading that little mini fuse. That's actually okay. a whole relocate kit. You pull the wires out of the fuse block. You put a separate fuse, fuse yeah. from Ford. You buy the kits, and it, okay. it'll be fixed. And you know something? Whenever Ford, Chevy, Dodge, Toyota, whenever they have a, what'd you call it? Uh, fuse relocate kit. <laughs> Relocation. Oh, that's a great thing. Ford's had problems with that kick panel uh, uh, fuse box in the 70s and 80s where the windshield would leak mm-hmm. and just cause corrosion. You got underneath there and you thought some octopus was living in there. <laughs> so the relocation kit, let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Are we going to bring those two fuse wires from the back and bring them through the hole where the old fuse was at? No. no. Okay. This one, you actually pull the fuse box out, and so you're like taking half that front end because all the wires are all attached to it. Right pull it up you got to find the right circuit you cut one side of it extend the wire okay uh run it to a different leg in that box that runs actually the maxi fuses okay so you got the large fuse instead of the small fuse and then you rewire it back in back over to the relay so it just it keeps it all within the fuse box but it it moves it from that little mini fuse to a big maxi fuse okay so the big oh, maxi uh, go ahead a, uh, relay kit you can get an auto store or you gotta get it at Ford. You gotta get it from Ford. Ford's yeah. the only one that's gonna happen. Yeah, and they're they're and they're gonna kiss you when they sell it to you. So, <laughs> <laughs> but there's all kinds of those kits. Right. And when you have right. a, a a DEF contamination, Ford has a kit for that. Yeah, yeah. It has a kit. <laughs> it's happened so many times. They have a kit now. Have you done one yet? You know what? I have not. Okay, I can tell you right now. Eighteen to twenty-two hundred. Bingo, bingo, bingo. It's everything that what fuel else? touches you mean from the thousand. front Ford. I said nineteen hundred. Did I say nineteen hundred? You said hundred. You meant thousand. Nineteen thousand to twenty-two thousand. Yes, exactly yes. right. Awesome. Hey, <laughs> what's the DEF kit? 
Well, that, that's uh, that's the on diesel. the the diesels and stuff like that. But yeah, that's if you put the DEF in the fuel tank. Yeah, and Ford put the two nozzles side by side. Yeah. So you know. Um, Oh, I have something to say, but I know I'm not going to say it because it is just not a good idea. Just not a good idea. Anyway, uh, Al, that seems to be the issue. Is the relocation kit seems to be the fix? Right on. Thank you. Okay, thank you. And we got another caller, Gil. That would be Bob. Bob, good morning. Hi, guys. Uh, I've got a 2008 Subaru Outback, 2.5 liter uh non-turbo mm-hmm. and uh, it's got an automatic transmission it's been serviced all this time with an extended warranty and everything at the dealer uh-huh. uh, i recently things is at that age is starting to dry out and i lost uh, a right rear <coughs> excuse me uh fluid out of my uh right rear uh, strut, and so I just had a whole bunch of front-end work done to it, uh, axles, shafts, and uh, PVC boots and all that jazz, uh, front and rear brakes. Okay, it's okay. Just, Let's, uh, I, I'm, I'm running big, out. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, I'll just try and get to you. Okay. Everything, it actually ran smooth as heck. It just clunked and clanked down the road because of those items wearing out. Okay. All those nut- knuckles and everything, and looked like the Beverly Hillbillies or the rear struts. <laughs> the the uh, the question I had, and he assured me, I have a vibration now uh, that feels like it's coming from the engine or the transmission. Uh, and I asked him. I told him. I said, "They Subaru recommends you do not put any synthetic transmission fluid in that thing." And he drained it for me, you know, and put new fluid in. And he assured me that it's this combination, half synthetic, half uh, original recommendation, and which was uh, uh, just a regular D three or something like that. What What do you guys think? Well, first of all, um, th- there are uh, synthetic supersedes everything behind it. Almost always, it supersedes everything back. So you can have your 65 Ford Mustang, and you can still put a 520 or a 1030, or you can do anything you want. The question is real simple. You didn't have the vibration before he started. Right. And now you have a vibration. And does it yep. happen in one particular gear, or is it from start up to 40 miles an hour? Or when does the vibration occur, and does it shake the steering wheel or the seat of yep. your pants? It shakes the steering wheel, this column. Okay, does it shake it left to right? Uh, I think when I was just sitting still uh, and it was in gear, okay. I turned everything off even. I turned off the air conditioner. Okay, okay, okay. We're up against a minute time. We're up. You just stay right there and we'll talk to you after the top of the hour mm-hmm. because um, we 602-508-0960 for anybody else that wants to come on the line, 602-508-0960.
And real quick, let me tell you about Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil's been around, I say this often, when Fred Flintstone and Barney used to drive those cars with wooden or uh, <laughs> stone wheels. He has been around since the early times of the Power Glide and some of those automatic transmissions. He's, and as a matter of fact, he know, as because of that, he knows the fundamentals of how automatic transmissions work, where you shift them electronically, you shift them based on throttle, you shift them on vacuum. So he's at 40th Street in Washington. No matter what year your transmission is, he's worth the take. He's worth stopping by and talking to him. That's Phil at Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington. Jeff and Eric from Kurtz Auto and Mark Salem will be back right after this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.